0: Well, we're, we are continuing our series, Unwrapping Christmas, so for the last couple weeks, what we've done is try to unwrap some of the traditions that seem to always come alongside of the holidays, we, and, and ask the question, why? Why do we do these things? Why is gift-giving important? And we learned the first week that, well, we give gifts not just because it's something nice to do to show love, but because God gave the greatest gift at Christmas the gift of His one and only Son. Last week, we, we looked at the question, why family? Like, yeah, we always get together as family, and it seems like holidays are the time to do that, but is there anything more to that? Is there a deeper reasoning? And we looked at the family tree of Jesus and how everybody is invited to be a part of His family, no matter who you are, no matter how dysfunctional uh, your family may be. God wants to do something in our lives. This weekend, we want to ask the question, why singing? It seems like singing is at the heart of the holidays, right? I mean, you're, you're listening to the songs on the radio stations. You can't f- hardly find a radio station where the Christmas carols aren't already being played. There's music in the mall. There might be carolers uh, at your door soon, uh, I just, uh, this past week, Lisa and I got to go and see our son play in his first high school Christmas band concert, saw the jazz band, and I was in jazz band, played saxophone. It was like such awesome memories, and music is such a big part of the holidays. But the question is, why? We sing all these songs, and it's out of tradition, and people of both religious and very irreligious backgrounds sing and celebrate these songs but why? Why carols, right? So I did a little bit of research. When it comes to carols, what I discovered is that the first carols that we know of weren't actually Christmas carols. In fact, the word carol simply means a jubilant or joyful song or dance. And the first carols were actually sung and celebrated at the change of seasons. In fact, the reason uh, we tie tie carols to the winter season, uh, December 22nd, is the winter solstice. It's the shortest day of the year. And at the change of seasons, people would gather, even in some pagan rituals, and celebrate the winter solstice and and the, the different change of seasons. But what happened when When Christians started to celebrate the birth of Christ around the same time, only a few days later on December 25th, people that had put their faith in Jesus as Savior had had their lives transformed by God. They started taking the carols of the day that sometimes, again, were pagan, and they wrote new lyrics to them, lyrics to express their gratitude for the birth of Christ. Songs that were written to respond to God's greatest gift. So when we ask the question, why music, why singing, it's really as a response. As a response. Here's what one professor says She says, Music is so deeply ingrained to what it means to be a human being, it was probably one of our very first ways. Of expressing humanity. It's hard to separate, she writes. Humans have rhythm. Humans sing. We like music, it's a primary means of our spiritual and religious expression. At the very heart of music and singing, and especially the music of Christmas, is a response to who Jesus is and what Jesus came to do. I think that's why we really sing. It's more than tradition. And we see that through the scriptures. Think about when Mary first learned that she was going to have baby Jesus. I mean, this angel comes and announces to her this miraculous news. She's probably overwhelmed with anxiety, overwhelmed with fear. And actually, the text first says that she was troubled in spirit, and she asked the angel, how can this be? Like, this can't be, because I'm a virgin. I've never been with anybody. And and then the angel gives this explanation from God's Word to her. And once she hears this message from the angel, what is her response? It's to worship. The, the, The song that we just sang a few moments ago, My Soul, My Soul magnifies the Lord. He has done great things for me. It comes directly from Mary's song recorded in Luke chapter 1, verses 46 and following. It says, Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. She finishes and says, For the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me we just sang those words those words were first sung as a response from the heart of mary to this news this miraculous crazy news that she would be the mother of the savior of the world mary had to been so confused at first and so overwhelmed Teenager, unwed, now pregnant, probably ostracized in that society for sure. And yet her response is to sing. (laughs) Because that's what worship is. That's what singing the sounds of Christmas is all about. It's a response. And it wasn't just Mary that responded this way. The angels responded in worship and song as well. In Luke chapter 2, it says, suddenly the angel, the angel that had made this proclamation, this announcement about the birth of Jesus, was joined by a vast host of other angels, the armies of heaven. And they were praising God. And what were they saying? Glory to God in the highest heaven, peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. So these angels, I I can't even imagine uh, the scenario. Jesus has left heaven to take on human flesh, to become a little baby. And it's like the angelic armies follow him to earth to celebrate and then to respond and to lead others to respond in singing, in praising, in worshiping, in glorifying God because music, singing, worship, it's a response. And not just the angels, the shepherds. We know the story. There were shepherds tending their flock at night. Probably these lowly shepherds, poor, kind of on the bottom totem pole of all jobs was the job of a shepherd, and they're out in this field, and they too receive an angelic announcement about the birth of Christ, which says something about who Jesus came for. He came for everybody. He came for young teenage mothers. He came with a host of angelic beings. He came for simple, lowly shepherds, unknowns. That's who Jesus came for. And once they received the news, what did they do? <laughs> they worshiped. It says the shepherds, they, they went back to their flocks. They were glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen. Why? Because singing, worship, it's a response to what God has done. It's a response to Jesus and the birth of Christ. So we've got all these people responding. Simple Mary, angelic armies, shepherds in a field, and then the wise men too. We read about them the very first week of our uh, unwrapping christmas series when we looked at why gifts because the wise men they brought gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh to give to Jesus these wise men were they were wise they were educated they were probably wealthy and it says they came asking where is this newborn king of the jews we saw his star as it rose and we have come what to worship him why because the coming of Jesus who he was, who he would be, all that he would accomplish, it demands some sort of response. We cannot, we cannot be numb to Jesus. We can't ignore Jesus. His birth changed our world. His birth set our calendars. <laughs> and so it demands... A response, says the wise men, they entered the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down. These well-educated, wealthy, powerful, smart men bowed. They knelt down before a baby, and they worshiped. Because that's how we respond to a king, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. So, why do we sing at Christmas? Is it just some sentimental music? Is it just to have some meaningful moments around the tree? Or is it as a response to the very birth of Christ and all that he would accomplish? This is a couple pictures of some of our chapel family uh, about a month ago we did something called the churches left the building and we shut down services on the weekend and nobody met here and said we challenged our whole church family to just go out and be the hands and feet of Jesus in the community serve people show love uh, do something in the name of Christ so a few people actually got permission to go to the Sandusky mall and they sang carols in the mall and they shared worship songs in the mall why Well, because their lives have been touched by Jesus. And worship, singing, is a response. But worship and singing is more than a response. It's also a tool. Music is a a powerful vehicle to share the good news of Jesus, to share the gospel, to share hope, to share love, to share peace. And that's exactly what they were doing. I love how Tim Keller puts it in his book called Hidden Christmas. He says, Every year, our increasingly secular Western society becomes more unaware of its own historical roots, many of which are the very fundamentals of the Christian faith. Yet, once a year at Christmas, these basic truths become a bit more accessible to an enormous audience. Look at what he goes on to say. At countless gatherings, concerts, parties, and other events when... Even the most participants are non-religious. The essentials of the faith can sometimes become visible. With brilliant economy of style, he says, the carol Hark the Herald Angels Sing gives us a summary of the entire Christian teaching. You see, the songs of Christmas, the reason that we sing is as a response, but it's also a way to share, to communicate the gospel. Now, listen, Everybody listens to the songs of Christmas. Most of us, religious, irreligious, whether we have ever given God a thought or church a thought, we've sung the songs. We probably can quote many of the lyrics. But do we know the powerful truths that these carols contain? And and Tim Keller says, if we look even at that Famous, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. We sang it just a few moments ago. We sang it, maybe some of it meant something. We mouthed it. But did we really think about what we were saying, what we were sharing, what we were proclaiming? And so, for a few moments, I just want us to take some time to, to pick apart the incredible theology, and rich truths that we find in that simple carol. And even if you're here and you're like, I'm unsure of God, or I don't, I, you know, I'm not sure what I think or what I believe, you've heard the song. And what's amazing is that the the carols answer some of the most enormous life questions that we have. For instance, the the Carol, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. It answers the question of who is Jesus? Like, who is he really? Just take the lyrics. He is Christ, the promised Messiah, the anointed one. That's what that means. By highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. The carol is reminding us that this baby that was born at Christmas time, at that very first Christmas, was much, much more than just a baby. He was the everlasting Lord of all creation, the one that was there when the skies and the waters and the plants and the animals were created. The Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. So this, this, this carol reminds us of who Jesus is. It goes on, it says, he's the offspring of a virgin's womb. We sing the lyrics The virgin birth is one of the main tenets of the Christian faith that makes Jesus more than just a human being, that miraculously, a supernatural conception made him God in the flesh. That's why the writer goes on in the lyrics to say, Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity. Veiled in flesh. Godhead see that Jesus was fully God that if we want to know what God looks like we only have to look at the person of Jesus he was veiled in flesh he took on human flesh and yet he was deity he was God incarnate God come to earth for you and for me so what did Jesus come to do Well, the carol answers the question there as well. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. Why did Jesus come? To bring peace on earth. And we need peace, don't we? It's been a crazy time hasn't it? The last year and a half, all the sickness, all the division, all the anger and angst, countless losses. I'm thinking of the Cooley family sitting right in front of me. A tragic loss of a spouse in an accident. There's no words to make it better. But this is when we hold on to the truths of these carols because they're born out of the truths of Scripture. That Jesus, the Prince of Peace, came at Christmas to bring us real peace. A peace that the Bible says can pass all human understanding. That that is a peace that doesn't make sense. A peace that we can't muster up, that we can't just... Be strong enough or be steady enough. A peace that is unexplainable. It only comes from God. And the writer of the carol, he knew that the beginning place, the starting point for peace on earth or peace amongst us in a community or peace in a family begins with peace in our hearts with God. That's why he says the next line, where God and sinners are reconciled. You see, the story of history is a story of God creating a humanity for himself to live in love and relationship, and then that relationship being broken by sin. And ever since, there's this divide, this rift between God and man. That's why Jesus came at Christmas time to reconcile God and sinners. To, to grow up, to give his life on a cross so that we could experience forgiveness and relationship could be restored. And once we're right with God and we have peace with God, it gives us the potential to have peace in this world, even when this world is dark, even when this world is hard, even when this world is unfair, even when this world doesn't make sense. That's where peace is found. What did Jesus come to do? He he came to bring light and life. Light and life to all He brings, risen with healing in His wings. The resurrection of Christ provides the deepest of soul healings. And, And it's the light and life that Jesus brought into a dark, desperate world. Jesus, when he walked this earth, he said, I am the light of the world. He who walks in me will never have to walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And so when the world gets dark, and it's dark, we only have to look to Jesus, and he will bring us some light. He'll lead us through the darkness. That's what Jesus came to do. That's what we sing at Christmas. It's not just to respond, but it's to share. It's to share the story. It's to remind ourselves and to remind others of why Jesus came. And the the carol goes on to say how he accomplished all of this. How does Jesus accomplish peace on earth? How does Jesus accomplish bringing light into the darkness? It says, And mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die. He didn't mean that we would never face a physical death, but what he meant was that because of our belief in Jesus, we wouldn't have to face an eternal spiritual death separated from the God that loves us forever. And he accomplished this by laying his glory by. Jesus leaves the glories of heaven, takes on human flesh, enters into our dark, dusty, messy, sin-filled world, and gives his life away. Why? To to be our peace, to provide forgiveness, to reconcile God and man. Mild he lays his glory by. It's what the writer of the book of, of Philippians was talking about when he said, about Jesus. Though he was God, he did not think equality with God, something to cling to, but instead he gave up his divine privilege. He laid his glory by, and he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a man. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God, and he died a criminal's death, not because he was a criminal, But because we were the guilty party that needed grace and forgiveness. As that's what the carol is really all about. It's not just a fun song, it's not just sentimentality, it's rich truth. And the carol finishes telling us how this life can be ours born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Tim Keller puts it this way. He says, through an inward spiritual re- regeneration that is so radical that as we have seen, it is called a second birth. Some of us can think back to a point in our life where we realize we weren't going the right way. That maybe we had made a mess of life. Or maybe we had missed what we were really created for in life. And we turned to Jesus and said, I I need your forgiveness. I confess my sins. I turn to you in faith. And at that moment, we were, as the Bible calls it, born again. Experienced a second birth, like a whole new chance at life, a whole new purpose and meaning in life that only comes through this second birth that the carol speaks of. It's what Jesus said in John chapter 3, that unless a person is born again, they'll never see the kingdom of God. But for every person that turns from sin and self and puts their faith and hope in Jesus, we have that hope, the hope of eternity, the hope of heaven, the hope of the kingdom of God. And that all came that first Christmas night when Jesus entered our world. You guys, the songs of Christmas are a response to all that God has done for us through Jesus. And the songs of Christmas are also a vehicle to share that same message. So I want to leave us with two next steps. You all know people. We all know people that they sing the songs of Christmas but they don't believe them. They don't know them truly in their heart. So why not just invite them? If there was ever a time that people are more likely to consider church, it's at Christmas. Even if they come for the candles and the sentimentality What if in the midst of the music, they discovered the real message? And you could be part of that process in their life. Just invite them. I can think back to when I was 17 years old. That was really my first Christmas. I'd experienced Christmas for 17 years up to that point. All I knew was gifts and Santa But I remember after I turned my life over to Jesus and realized that all God had done for me through Jesus and said, Jesus, forgive me of living my life my way. I want to follow you now. I remember my first Christmas at 17 and singing these songs, and all of a sudden it was like completely new. It all started to click. And I realize that God sent his son at Christmas for me and for you and for those that you care about. So let's invite them. The second thing is this, man, people don't want to just hear about Jesus. They want to see Jesus. And so we We ought to listen to the carols in a new way and say, is my life reflecting these incredible truths that we sing about at Christmas time? Maybe this week we need to just pick apart another carol and see how it leads you to who Jesus is and see how it reflects in our own life. So it's not just our words singing a song, it's our very lives singing a song of Christ's love and joy and peace. You pray with me. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the story of Christmas that's not just a story, it's life-altering history. I pray, God, that you would help us to continue to discover the real why of Christmas. And that as we sing songs from this moment forward, we would sing them not just out of tradition, but we would sing them as a response of worship. And that we would sing them in order to share and proclaim the message of Jesus. To that end, we pray for your help. In Christ's name, Amen. Let's